Hello, this podcast is brought to you by Fairy Tales Dog Rescue, based here in San Francisco, by Louise and Tiffany. And you can follow us at fairy underscore tales, like a dog tail, underscore dog underscore rescue. And then add a dot com, and that's our website. F-A-I-R-Y-T-A-I-L-S Welcome to Fairy Tales Podcast. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Louise. Oh boy, I am excited about this episode because we have decided to make this doggy music festival an annual episode. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear all of about it because I know that you have done all of the work to find these amazing songs and I appreciate them so much and they do make me happy. Yeah, it makes all of us happy. I know uh, a lot of people listen to fairy tales and just love the fact that we have a dog song by the end of every episode. And now we're getting up to uh, 40 episodes, so we're collecting quite the dog song library. And we need to celebrate the people who celebrate dogs with their music. So, of course, we're going to have a dog music episode. Yay! And I hope that we get more dog songs. So if you're a musician out there, please write a dog song and send it to us. And we will play it on our podcast. And if you have your favorite dog song that you'd like to listen to and you haven't heard it here, like please DM us on Instagram and let us know. Okay, well, you know, Tiffany... Every time I ask someone if they have a playlist of dog songs, the answer is always no. So I'm thinking we're onto something uniquely special here with our dog song collection. Ooh, we should definitely compile them all together and put them on Spotify or something. Yeah, we have to do that so everyone can share them. Yeah, and anyway, I've been going on the library of dog songs that we have, and I saw a pattern. Tiffany, I got the scoop on dog songs. Oh my God, there's a pattern? What does that mean? I mean, I've been looking at the timeline of dog songs. And guess what? Dog songs are changing. And they're changing with the pet culture changing. I mean, of course, the changes in society and how we treat dogs is reflected in the songs. But it gets even better. So hang on. Listen to this, Tiffany. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm so excited. Okay, let's hear it. All right, let's rock and roll. Once upon a time, long, long time ago, in the 50s, and then in America, people are buying their dogs. People are going to the pet store. They're standing in the window and they are seeing these little cute puppies, Mm. you know, and that's how you get your dog. And I mean, that's how it's done. You go and you buy your dog. And of course, Patty Page had the hit song. How much is that doggy in the window? Oh, I love that song. I mean, I don't like it because it's how much that dog, but I remember as a child, I loved it. Exactly. There's still something about it that is really I nice. I know. I know. I could totally hear it in my head right now. Oh my God, are you going to play it? Because I want to sing to it. It's from 1953. Patty Page. Patty Page. What a great name. Such a happy tune. How much is that dog in the window? The one with the waggly tail. How much is that dog in the window? I do hope that doggie is for sale. So that's a hit song, obviously. But after 1953, it's quite quiet on the dog song frontier. Until the 60s. Mmm, 60s. I was born in the 60s, and I definitely think that my alter ego is a flower child, so I can't wait to hear this one. Oh, I can totally see that, Tiffany. Yes, you are a 60s child. Then you know all about it. The love, the peace, and the flower power, and 
this is when something started happening uh, in the pet culture in America. Interesting, because a lot of stuff was happening in the 60s, not just in the pet culture, but the, the you know, human culture, you know, is about peace, love, and harmony, and, and women were starting to get a little bit more rights. I mean, you know, yeah. they came from the 50s where they were stay-at-home wives in their aprons, and they didn't work. Yeah, this is when it all started, yeah. and it started for the dogs, too. So this is when American artists started singing about their love for their dogs. Hmm. In 1967, we have a classic. Cat Stevens releases the song, I Love My Dog. I love my dog as much as I love you. You make things, my dog will always come through. That's a song that most adults recognize. And the song is actually about his dachshund. Oh, his wiener dog. It is. Sausage dog, as he called it. Yeah, sausage dog. Yeah, they call that uh, sausage dog in England. I I had a sausage dog growing up. Well, my dad had a sausage dog. We had two sausage dogs. And... um, they are cute. I think Benny has a little bit of sausage dog. Oh, I, sh- I definitely think he does. Mm-hmm. You're a sausage dog mama. I am. I do like those sleek-haired faces and bodies. And you, know. and you have that in common with Cat Stevens. Oh. You know, he wrote the song for his uh, sausage dog. And this sausage dog was also a rescue dog, <gasps> Tiffany. Oh! makes me even happier you go cat steven so he found this dog tied up you know somewhere and like no you know nobody was coming to get it and he took it home and he grew attached to it and 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 kept it oh oh my god i'm uh, thank you for sharing that story i love that you did this research because that's like that's i just you know i that's really cool because that's about it when you think of the dachshund you think it's a you know, it's a purebred that he purchased it, but no, he rescued exactly. it. That's what starts happening here in the 60s. You know, like he, he is uh, loving his dog so much, he writes a song about him, but the term rescue dog has not yet been invented. Mm. You know, so he's not singing about his rescue dog, he's just singing about his dog because it's just dogs and dogs and dogs. Right. Journey, quiet. Because we did do, but didn't we do an episode about the history of how rescues and how, yeah, so. We did. Yeah, so if you're listening, tune into that one because um, there is, we did do a little history about that. Um, oh, the 60s, the start of love for dogs and saving them from the tied up chains and, man. And another great dog song in the 60s was 1968 when the Beatles releases the song Martha My Dear. Mm. I can always picture a dog walking to this. that this is about uh, Paul McCartney's old sheep dog, Martha. Most people think it's about a human. Right. Uh, that's, this is a fun fact. That's a great name for a dog, Martha. I love that, especially when you're British. Martha. Uh, Martha. Wow. Those are great two songs. I can't wait to hear more. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're in the 60s, right? Mm-hmm. And so this was an important decade for animal lovers. People were becoming more concerned with the welfare of stray dogs. They were opening up shelters. They were talking about opening up shelters and how to solve these problems. And they were starting to treat their dogs, uh, you know, uh, more like family members, bringing them into the homes. And, you know, all of a sudden... Everybody wants a dog. In the 60s, everybody wants a dog. And so, this song also came out. What year? 1966. All right. The Monkees. Oh, I love the Monkees. Oh, my God. I love the Monkees. 
gonna buy me a dog. Oh! I'm gonna buy me a dog. A dog. A dog. Why? Because I need a friend now. Babe, you need all the friends you can get, I'm telling you. I'm gonna buy me a dog. My girl, my girl, no lime, no how. Guys, if you feel like you want to remember some songs that we mentioned here, don't worry. Look in the description of the podcast episode and you will see all the songs. So you can just go get them after this episode. But anyway, back to the 60s, where it was also no coincidence that singing songwriter Harry Nilsson got lucky with this hit, The Puppy Song, in 1969. Oh, my birthday year. Yeah, Ooh. baby. 69. If only I could have a puppy, I'd call myself so very lucky. Just to have some company To share a cup of tea with me I'd take my puppy everywhere La 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 la, I wouldn't care But we would stay away from crowds Besides that said no dogs allowed Oh, we, I know we never bite me what you can see in this time it's a lot about buying a dog still mm-hmm. there are still no rescue dogs to speak of even though there are behind the scenes but not in the lyrics like you know it's not in the culture yeah it's not in the vocabulary like they're not using the word adopted or rescue it's not in the vocabulary but I still feel that we're not even there yet today I mean, so we still have some, you know, I mean, this is the 60s. I can forgive them, but like. Well, we'll see, Tiffany. Okay, we'll see. Okay, you got to proof is in the pudding. So now are we moving into the 70s? Yes, we are. Right. I love the 70s. That's some fun music and dancing. Oh, yeah. So the 70s is kind of similar to the 60s in terms of dog song involvement. And what we can see a lot in the 70s, though, is that the love ballads for dogs continue. And our favorite, I know you love this song, Tiffany. Oh, oh, I think I know what it is. I'm hoping. Dolly Parton, Cracker Jack. From 1974. Oh my god, my favorite. I love this one. Once I had a little dog, I called him Cracker Jack. He had a spot around one eye that looked just like a patch. His legs were way too long and he was awkward as could be. He wasn't much to look at, but he looked all right to me. I found him by the riverbank just wandering about. He was cold and hungry and his ribs were sticking out. I snapped my fingers. I love you, Dolly. So this song is about Dolly finding this stray dog when she's a kid and she takes him home and she feeds him and she tells it so well like you can really, you know, see it in front of you. This child with this dog and they're both, you know, on a journey. They're both... just roaming nature and childhood together and they have this inseparable bond god it's so i you know i I, is that a true story i mean is it yeah cracker jack was her actual childhood dog oh my god this is a tribute to her dog so we love you dolly parton and of course this is a rescue dog once again it's a rescue dog that the big artist is singing about Mm, that's beautiful I that's definitely one of my favorite dog songs and it's just especially because it's just the way she tells the story and you know we deal with a lot of dogs that are just like that and you know you watch them turn into happy loving pets and homes and after being with the ribs showing and all alone and and you know so we don't have the term rescue dog invented yet i know i keep saying that but it's like one of the focused things here 
But, you know, still, she is really singing about a rescue dog because in the lyrics she's, you know, saying, he wasn't much to look at, but he looked all right to me. His legs were way too long and he was awkward as could be. He wasn't much to look at, but he looked all right to me. Mm, I love that, that because, you know... Yeah, it's not about the purebreds. Yes. It's about the mutts. I That's know. That's what she's saying. Yeah, Dolly's a... But she's ahead of her time. She is a woman ahead of her time. And, you know, I mean, I, when people listen to this, I wonder if they if anything resonates with them. I think it does. I think she hits the spot with most people who love dogs. Yeah, and hopefully people who listen to her music would hear that and think, I should rescue a dog. Yeah, because she describes it so well about... You know, how, how she feeds the dog and he eats until he couldn't eat no more. Mm. And, you know, there's something so satisfying. Uh, I, you know, humans, we feel that when we feed our children, uh, when we feed our dog, something very satisfying. You know, it's like it resonates with a lot of people, just the, the way she describes her rescue experience and then that they go off on all of these adventures. And she had this amazing childhood because she rescued this dog. He was always with me when I was growing up. We shared each other's good times and we shared each other's love. He only lives in memories now, but often I think back to the days of childhood, the days of Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack! You know, the fact what you're saying, it's like feeding a dog, especially feeding a dog that's hungry um, and it's been starving or scavenging for anything to eat. And to be able to feed that dog is such a, it's so much nourishing and not just nourishes the dog, but your nourishes your soul that you're doing that. So the phenomenon of tribute songs to dogs that we saw in the 60s and the 70s they have, of course, continued into modern times. I mean, most big artists have a big song about a dog, actually. We've seen it in so many uh, cases that we, we don't even have time to go through them all here. Uh, we did focus on a lot of them on our first episode of Doggy Tunes, so scroll down to that to find out more. Uh, but, but, but anyway, so, you know... Yeah, what I'm saying is that, you know, the love songs for dogs have always been there naturally, you know, because people love their dogs. And if you're a musician, you're going to make a song to your boyfriend, girlfriend. And, you know, a lot of people make a song for their dog, too. But you don't have a lot of uh, musicians making songs for their children. Have you thought about that? Gosh, well, that's interesting. I wonder, I don't even know what to say to that. I don't know either. It's just something that I thought about. I don't know what it means. Uh, and we don't have to get into that. But I'm saying <laughs> that uh, it's it's becoming a really strong thing. Like every big musician out there who has a dog is making a song about it. And they're saying something. And they're becoming uh, part of a big pattern of how society is changing. But as time moves on, how we sing about the dog, how we sing about them, changes and there is a small change in this in the 80s dog songs tend to be about the dog's place in modern society rather than i will love you forever kind of vibe i think we can see here how they go from being a part uh, of just uh, you know dog owners uh, uh, individual world to becoming a canine citizen of the modern society so, in 1987, this is the year that I was born, mm. the big hit band, Pulp, oh. has the song, Dogs Are Everywhere. Mm. They leave their scent behind them, everywhere they go. Oh, dogs are everywhere. And the dogs know, because they sniff them all over the, when you take them for walks, and they smell them, and then they pee to say, I'm here too. 
They're like, I'm here too. Here's my pee. Here's my scent. They're everywhere. Dogs are everywhere right here, right now. We got five dogs in this apartment, Tiffany. And you know what? Dog, there's so many dogs. When I go out and walk the dogs, I see there's a, always a, a dog. There's never been a time where I did not see a dog. That's exactly what they were feeling, I think, when they wrote this song. And anyway, moving on, 1989. Here is one of my personal favorite dog songs. Everything Reminds Me of My Dog by Jane Siberry. on to the 90s now this was a weird era for the dog songs and we don't have a lot of dog songs from the 90s in the fairy tales doggy playlist really and there's a reason for that there was a new type of dog songs but they they didn't fit the criteria for uh, what we have when we pick our dog songs for our podcast because it actually has to be about a dog Mm. Now you're really confused, but yeah. listen. Okay, good. Okay, good. I think I know where you're going. So dog songs from the 90s are not really about dogs, but it still shows how dogs are becoming a more integrated part of our values, how we treat each other and animals, and the inner circle of modern society as the number one domesticated species that is closest to us. So listen, we got the Wu-Tang Clan, Dog Shit, mm. 1997. The growling in the beginning, was that, that was pretty good. I have to say, that, ha- that I could picture the dog. It's like total, like with a big, thick collar. It's you know. Yeah, yeah, no, but but also, you know, it's something about the language and mm. the slang about how we talk, about how dogs are, you know. It's also about the language and how we talk. Lock me down. Doodoo Brown. <laughs> Toss salad. Oh, you have some shit now. Calling me a dog, well, leave a dog alone. Cause nothing can stop me from burying my bones in the backyard of someone else's house. Oh, dirt dog, but I'm not dog now. Here comes Rover, slipping at your ass. But pardon me, bitch, as I shit on your grass. That means, oh, you've been shitted on. I'm not the first dog that shitted on your lawn. Oh, Okay, so... What's going on here? You might seem like, hey, where are we going now? But listen to this. DMX, get at me, dog, 1998. This isn't about dogs per se. It's like a reference to dogs in a different way. And that's what I was... I thought was going on here and you know is this when things started you know it treats me like a dog type of thing or you know yeah but you know the way it's used in this kind of rap culture when you you it's like you call your friends what's up dog right right you know like because your dog is man's best friend and so when you talk to your close friends you say what's up dog you my dog tiffany Mm. you my dog that's right i'm your dog because we're part of the pack and it's kind of like a you're part of the pack Right. right. It shows in the language, you know, how much people love their dogs or they wouldn't be calling their best friends, their best colleagues, their pack buddies, their band buddies, their rap buddies, dog. Mm, you're damn right. And so this shines through. But also about what you said earlier about I wouldn't treat a dog that way. Yes, that cheer had a hit song in the 90s 
of with just the title I wouldn't treat a dog the way you treated me and here's another band from the 90s that follows the same pattern Blondie Oh, Blondie. Yeah, I love Blondie. I know you're a fan. And do you remember the song Happy Dog in 1999? Mm-hmm. All dogs deserve to be happy. They do, they do, but this song is not really about a happy dog. This is about uh, Blondie using the dog as an allegory to seduce a man, you know, like Ooh. throw me a bone, I want to be your dog, you know, oh. she is uh, just using it as a role play because of, you know, the slick movements of an animal preying on something. I like it, throw me a bone, man. But, you know, it just shows, you know, dogs are so part of the culture that anyone can relate to what she's saying. That right. It's, you know, that like dogs are right there, right next to us, right there with us yep. in everything we do, that this is such an easy allegory to do. I mean, it's a little bit closer than cats even, I dare say. What do you mean? I mean, could Blondie have done Happy Cat? No. I don't think so. Well, she could, in a sense, you know, like a sen- like Catwoman is sexy. You can definitely write a sexy yeah. cat coming at you song. Mm-hmm. But still, I I don't have a cat song playlist, but I feel like you know, do- the dog playlist uh, would kick ass. I will. Kick some cat ass. I think so. I mean, cats are, are a different creature, you know. That relationship is just a different thing, and... They're very, they're like, the relationship is different. It's still a relationship, and it's a great relationship because having a relationship with an animal is a beautiful thing. It's just different. Yeah, it certainly is, and it will always be a fun game um, competition, uh, dogs versus cats. Mm. But that's another story. I mean, because right now uh, we got to focus on the timeline. Where are we right now, Tiffany? Mm, we're in the 90s. And are we going into the year 2000s? We're going into the millennium. Oh, my God. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, millennium dog songs are all about the party. The ah. party. Okay, oh my god, I know there's that one song, Who Let the Dogs Out? Is that the one you're playing next? Who let the dogs out? Baja Men, year 2000. Oh, that was 2000. I think that's the most popular dog song, right? The most well-known, I'd say, but is that the same? I don't know. Hmm. Well... Nothing but a hound dog from Elvis Presley is probably pretty popular in the older crowd. Yeah, 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 for sure. And so, Tiffany, here's a thought. With this song, Who Let the Dogs Out, Setting Them Free, Time to Party, it's once again mirroring the culture that is just getting more and more extreme where dogs are coming into the families and out of the wilderness, out of the backyards and into the homes more and more. Uh, I, I mean, who let the dogs in in that pers- sense? Yeah. But, but but really, you know, they're coming into the party. Who let them out right. to the party right. with the humans? It shows, you know, like it, it yeah. really shows something. You're huh? right. I didn't even think of it that way. It's like, yeah, they're because they're coming out of the home and they're coming out to the party because they belong in the home. And that's a really, I, I mean, I always pictured this big door opening, these dogs running out with this big smile on their face, and they're all jumping around and having a big party, jumping in the pool, and it's like crazy. But that means they came in the house. Exactly. And they so came we, from the we've house. been traveling from the 50s where we walked by the pet stores that have the big windows 
of boxes and boxes and rows and rows of little puppy dogs. And you went in and you bought a dog and you went home with that dog and you had no information about anything. And you just put that dog in the backyard and you threw them a bone and that was that. And now we're in the new millennium. We're in the new century. Mm. You know, and who let the dogs out? It's like, boom, all the dogs are just pouncing out. And they're being part of the culture and society in our hearts and our lives in a whole different way. Well, if I am a dog, the party is on. I got to get my groove on, my mind, I'm gone. Do you see the rays coming from my eye? Walk into the prison, the demand is breaking down. Me and my white socks, short, dealing, can't see color. Any color but do, I think I knew that's why they call me Pitbull. Because I'm the man of the land with it to me to say, Wow. So that, you know, so you lo- looked at all these songs and you really just saw this, the, 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 the history of it and the evolution of the dog culture and relationships with their human family members. I did, but what I saw is yet to be revealed. And so, one more thing I want to mention for the millennium is a really fun song that we love in Fairy Tales Dog Rescue. Uh, it's DJ Bobo Chihuahua. <gasps> Chihuahua. 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 actually got the NRJ Music Award for International Song of the Year. I think this is the first time a dog song has won the Award of International Song of the Year. This is a big breakthrough for dog songs. The new millennium. You know what? I love that because we need to make the chihuahuas and the the pit bulls the household word in songs or names in songs because they're the most judged pet or the most criticized. What's the word I'm looking for? The most yeah yeah bad rap. racist. They're yeah, racist dog against racism. dog racism against chihuahuas and pit bulls. For sure, yep. we cannot play a song about Chihuahuas without pinpointing that fact. People, mm-hmm. go out and get a Chihuahua. Put it in your purse and love it. <laughs> I love that song, Chihuahua. And I'm going to play that more often. I need to put that on my playlist. And Frederick is definitely a purse dog. In fact, I just got a front pack for him, a doggy front pack. So, yeah. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. I know I'm one of those people, but you know what? He wants to go everywhere I go. So you know what? I'm happy to have him. It's like emotional support. So perfect. Of course he's emotional support. And he, you are his emotional support. That's why he wants to be in your purse and go with you yeah. everywhere. Mm. I think it's so amazing with purse dogs. I mean, I wish I could put a Journey, my pitbull, <laughs> into like a big duffel bag. Yeah. And just like <laughs> sling him over my shoulder. When I go into Safeway, the grocery store. Like. <laughs> well, you know, have you heard about those people that are on the New York subway? Because apparently the New York subway says you can't have a dog unless it, it you're, I think it's something like you're, it's, you're, it's in a carrier, you're carrying it or you're holding it. Oh, that's it. ridiculous. But there's pictures of people with their like huskies on these, ba- these giant backpacks. And these huskies are like in the backpack. That and they're is like, hilarious. fuck you, I'm going to put my husky it. in a backpack. I love it. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. awesome? Oh, gotta yeah, you love gotta New York first. You know what? New York, that's shitty. Because <laughs> one of my best friends, uh, she lives in Madrid, and they have amazing animal laws in Spain. Ooh. Let me tell you that any dog can ride the public transportation system. You can go in the metro. You can go on the bus. You can go on the train. You can go in a taxi. Every dog has the right to go at every time. But the rule is every dog has to wear a muscle. It doesn't matter if you are a purebred golden retriever or a doodle 
or if you're a mutt, or if you're a pit bull, or if you're a Rottweiler, every dog has to wear a muscle on public transportation. So you don't have to worry about any dog, regardless of breed. You know, that's it's just, smart. And you know what? The dogs don't care about muscles as much as people do. Mm. It's you know we have these preconceived ideas and associations with muscles. That means bad dog. Muscle means bad dog, right? That's what we think when we see a dog with a muscle. Wrong. But if you're a dog and you just get trained with, here is something that I put on my face, kind of like the face mask we put on during COVID. And every time I put it on, I get a big chunk of peanut butter. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's what happens. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. so for Journey, for example, who wears a muscle in situations where he socializes with the dogs that are strange and he doesn't know mm. strange dogs, then he's just putting on his gear. He's not, he doesn't feel like I'm putting on a muscle because I'm a right. big dog. He's just putting on his gear, like his mingle and jingle gear, his hiking gear. It's like yeah. a harness. Well, know? people think when the dog's wearing a muzzle that they're vicious. And actually, no, that just means you're taking protective measures so everyone feels safe. It doesn't mean, it just, it's like a, um, it's a, it's, it's like wearing the mask. You're just putting, you're being precautionary so everyone feels safe around you and you don't have to deal with any kind of, you know, in, accidentally someone coughing on you, right? Or accidentally some dog approaching your dog and it turns into something that's not uh, ideal because that shit happens and it's a protective measure. So you should respect any person who's walking a dog with a muzzle and respect them for that. That's right. So do not judge a book by the cover and do not judge a dog by the muscle. Anyway, we are moving on from the millennium into modern times. Are you following me, Tiffany? I'm ready. So now, say hello to the big rescue dog song era. Yeah, what is it? Oh my God, I have no idea. Da-da-da-da, drum roll. Finally, finally, in this day and time, we are starting to see rescue dog songs. And the rescue dog song is revolutionized. We see this first in 2014 with Jill Kahn, rescue dog. love how she says he's no beauty queen but you know this just says that it's not about what they look it's the relationship you have with them so stop going for the dogs that are so perfect the perfect bread breed everyone else has no that's not what the relationship with the dog is it's not about what they look like i mean haven't we learned this already you don't choose i mean I guess people do choose partners in their life for what they look like, and maybe there's shallow people out there. So guess what? I'm starting to feel that people who buy breeder dogs are shallow. Sorry, but not sorry. So after 2014, it just keeps going. Ooh. 2015, Terriella Berry. Okay. That's another song called Rescue Dog. So here's my suggestion, it's kind of short and sweet. I've got a little hint for you, I think they've got four feet. He might be big, or he might be small. Furry or not furry, or not a he at all. Go out and find a rescue dog, 
Dogs, yeah. Oh, look at Journey's all. Yeah, I'm a rescue dog. You're definitely a rescue dog, Journey. Oh yeah, baby. You're like the the poster child for rescue dogs, because you were going to the gas chambers, and we saved you. And Louise really saved you. No, we both did fairy tales there. Yeah, I know, but you adopted him. I went there together. I know. My God, this is our. We both saved him. We were like, what? You know, we were going to adopt him out, people. Um, he was the, Journey was the first dog that we rescued in Fairy Tales after we got our 501c3. Um, He's wagging his tail now. But uh, the funny thing is that I didn't have the heart to adopt him out in the end. I kept him to myself. Mm-hmm. Easy to do. And he's lucky. What a, you know, that guy, okay, who was that again? Terry Ellaberry. Terry Ellaberry. You rock. Okay, I want to, I'm going to follow Terry Ellaberry. I bet he has an awesome Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's probably an awesome person. And then the following year, 2016, people, there is another song released that is also called Rescue Dog. And this one is by Jean Burnett. I wasn't born with a pedigree. I was on my own from the age of three. It wasn't always easy living on the street. But I managed to survive till you rescued me. My skin was thick, but my heart was sweet. I hid it where no one could see. I hid my hope, I hid my dreams. I hid it all till you rescued me. This might be my first favorite. I don't know. He's speaking uh, He's speaking through the dog. He is. He's doing it from the dog's perspective. And it's so... I'm heartbroken. It was so beautiful. And it was just like... That... To me... Really... Resonates so much. Because, you know, you and I see that so many times with the dogs that we've we've rescued and that we've bathed them like when he talks about bathing them and that we then we see them start to have trust and open up to being loved again and to love and you can't you can't that was beautiful i would love that made that was touching and the rescue dog song culture keeps evolving and then one day one of the biggest bands of our times also decide to make a song called Rescue Dog. Are you really? Or are you just talking about the future? No, no, no. Uh, this, this happened. It happened in 2020, right before the pandemic. The band we all love and know, Train. Train? I mean, I wouldn't say they're that big. Oh, come on. They're <laughs> so big. Let's hear it. But I've been treated like I'm haunted, like a ghost that no one knew. I've been left for dead and wanted when there was no sign of you.
So we definitely, you're giving me hope as usual, Louise, when I get like down on the world and not feeling like we make progress. And certainly I feel like not fast enough because I'm wanting to all dogs to be happy and safe in homes now. But at least we're going the right direction. That's right, Tiffany. So the scoop is that the artists in the music industry and the songwriters and the powerful producers and the fucking Illuminati, if you will, have been telling people all along to get a rescue dog. What? What do you mean? Even before the idea or like the word rescue dog was invented all these big artists have always been singing about rescue dogs that's what we've been seeing through all of these songs even before the term rescue dog was invented we had all these songs about actual rescue dogs tributes Mm. you know it's like what they're saying to us it's like a conspiracy theory like they're feeding it to us through the music Mm -hmm. and society is catching on tiffany about the rescue dogs it's a conspiracy theory. I'm a little out there, but are you following me? I'm following you because we're talking about influencing people. And this is where we need to have influencers also take on this role because now music's been doing it, but now we have social media. So influencers also need to send the right message. That's right. And like we can see in these songs, it has never been about the breed. Never. Nobody is singing about their corgi or their, oh, you God, know. No. It's, it's not about their shepherds. It's not about the, their breeds. It's about the amazing bond that is created between a dog and a human. It has nothing to do really with what breed they are. And so, nothing. You know, in the situation we are in today, where we are euthanizing over a million dogs every year, and even more dogs this year when we're dealing with the post-pandemic backlashes, is that we need to remember that no matter how excited we are about a certain dog breed, it's we can't focus on that right now. It's not that time and day right now. We need to focus on the bigger situation, supply and demand, we're pumping out dogs while we're euthanizing and killing over a million dogs in America. It's just ridiculous. So look to the arts, look to the songs, and see what is the arts telling us. Rescue dogs. That's what they have been telling us all along, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And you said it perfectly. Supply and demand. There's a supply and demand, and the fact of the matter is that we're pumping like what you said pumping out dogs and then we're killing them at the same time this is wrong 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 listen to the you know your music influencers and your your these artists and people it's about the relationship and that's what we celebrate here today with this doggy music festival mm. episode the tribute to dogs da 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 da, da. And we hope you enjoyed it, and we're going to say goodbye. And as always, we're going to end on a song. Uh, Tiffany, which one of these all-amazing dog mm. love songs should we choose to end on? I still want to choose Dolly Parton, if that's okay. Dolly, you are our queen, our goddess, our mm. rescue mama. Mm-hmm. Ciao. Bye. Once I had a little dog, I called him Cracker Jack. He had a spot around one eye that looked just like a patch. His legs were way too long and he was awkward as could be. He wasn't much to look at, but he looked all right to me. I found him by the riverbank just wandering about. He was cold and hungry and his ribs were sticking out. I snapped my fingers, whistled when he came, I picked him up. I was just a kid and Cracker Jack was just a pup. I took him home and fed him till he couldn't eat no more. I took him to my room and put a blanket on the floor. After that, beside my bed is where he'd always sleep. Each night in my prayers, I'd pray the
everything a kid could want I had in Cracker Jack Cracker Jack would run to meet me after school each day He'd jump and wag his tail and look at me as if to say I love you and I missed you and I'm glad you're home again I knew just how he felt cause me and Cracker Jack was friends and fields we would often roam about when we got in trouble we would help each other out i could run almost as fast as cracker jack could run we had a lot in common and we had a lot of fun he was always with me when i was growing up we shared each other's good times and we shared each other's love He only lives in memories now, but often I think back to the days of childhood, the days of Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack, the best friend that I ever had was Cracker Jack, but he was more than that. A playmate, a companion, he was love and understanding. That was Cracker Jack, the best friend that I Everything a kid could want I had in Cracker Jack.